Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Downtown Podcast. What a week, what a two weeks, what a time it's just been in general. Um, still heavy, heavy condolences to Nipsey Hussle and all of his family. Um, I will say, like, even though being here in Toronto, Canada, um, just seeing all the love, the shout-outs, the... Even the haters, like, it just goes to show and speak so much to what a man Nipsey Hussle was. And the, just seeing his family and the way he spoke, especially his mother, um, just what kind of foundation he has in his life, regardless of whatever street and corporations were in there. You know what I mean? All of those made him complete into the godlike human being that he was to us. Um, the funeral procession or the funeral and the funeral procession took place um, on the 11th, which was Thursday. And it was over 20,000 people at the L.A. Staples Center. Um, reading a lot of reports, it said that the last funeral to be held there was Michael Jackson in 2009. So it speaks to like I was having a conversation with someone to say, yeah, it's it's. It's amazing to have your funeral at such a large stadium, but just because you have the money or whatever the case might be doesn't mean that they'll just let you host something there. Like, so that speaks volumes as well as to the res- the amount of respect that Nipsey Hussle had and the people he associated himself with. Um, at first, you know, I was a bit hesitant because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm not going to be able to be in L.A., but I really like to support and to see his funeral. Not that I met him or anything, but just through listening to his music and watching his videos, I just feel somewhat of a connection, as did the rest of the world, as I see him through social media. Um, so BET initially, I seen they were one of the first ones to come out and say, hey, they would be streaming it live and also on their TV station for the funeral service. Then Title came out. Shoutouts to Title. I keep trying to tell people, like, yes, Apple, everything else is great, but Title, Title, like, if you're really using, I use like all the streaming platforms, so I, I know how each of them maneuvers in the sense of like what you're doing. And Title really encompasses everything. And I was really happy to see that, um, that they were also live streaming, whether you are Title member or not. So respect, Jiga. And, you know, I hope that everyone streamed it on these black platforms. Um, Not that I'm being racist, but I'm just assuming that with the agreement, because the family must have had to agree to have the funeral stream, that through watching it on BT or Tidal, I'm assuming that some sort of streaming numbers or accolations would or should have should or will be forwarded to the family. Um, I won't lie, I was a bit disappointed to see some friends and people that I know watching it on like ET or like other national news channels, which is fine, I get it, you just want to see it, but I do on some sort of a level feel like that's a part of the black community issue and that's kind of like the message in some degree that Nipsey was trying to share where it's like, yo, you got to support your own and I get it, it's easy access to just watch it anywhere, but just take the time. Like, here I was in Canada, I went on the BT website at first, I was like, oh, 
fuck, they don't have my provider. I took the time to look through it, and then eventually I seen that they said, oh, don't worry, you can just get like a 24-hour pass to their live. And I made sure I took the time because I wanted to be mindful um, as to where these streaming numbers will be going to and how it will affect the family at a later time. Um, I love the fact that they gave away the tickets for free and allowed the people in LA to really be able to support not that that could even hold all the people that wanted to show respect to Nipsey um unfortunately there were lots of reports showing that people even though the sales it was sold out in under I believe it was 20 minutes or 10 minutes there were people that tried to like resell the tickets and some crazy other things of $500 US $400 US you know convert that to Canadian, you know, you're looking at about like six, 620, around those kind of numbers, because our dollar isn't as strong as the states right now. <laughs> but on another, you know, you know, that was really disrespectful and sad. And I understand everybody's trying to make a dollar. And, you know, I did feel a bit uneven in the sense where like, I was really happy that I was going to be able to be experiencing this type of a movement because I wasn't, I wasn't old enough or much less TV wasn't at this range or internet wasn't at this range where um, we could see Tupac or Biggie's funeral live stream. You know what I mean? Everything was just word of mouth and what got back to you got back to you. And I was just really, it speaks to the times and just the technology. And I feel like that even encompassed Nipsey Hussle's message even more because for those that were really fans of him knows that he was really big on tech and just giving out a lot of free gems, you know? So I was really appreciative of that, but some blogs when I was reading, like, how they were writing it, it was kind of like it was some sort of club of, club event, or they were trying to promote to be like, oh, this, that, that, and I was just kind of like, I wish people had a bit more reverence, not that I'm getting to you, and I'm, I'm sure you want people to, for a lack of better words, like, see it from your perspective, but I just feel like we could have been maybe a bit more respectful in that case. Um, I didn't see Apple, I didn't see Spotify, I didn't see SoundCloud offering to stream these things. So I want, especially artists, to understand and view what's going on in a huge perspective. You know what I mean? I personally feel like if these entities were really, really lovers of the culture and not just investors, that they would have found a way to support this. Or I don't know if maybe they did and the family said no, but... I didn't really see them post nothing or anything to that degree. And I just feel like majority of these other platforms just started like snowballing and picking it up because they seen that so many people were paying attention to it. You know what I mean? But hey, that's what we want. We want the message to spread. We want the notoriety to be there and just for people to continue this positivity and unity. Um, <clears throat> the funeral itself... Um, I was logged in from like even like quarter to one um, Eastern Standard Time, which I believe was about like what quarter to not to 10 in L.A. Um, PT time. And it was just like it took a while to start. But I love the fact that the announcer would come on and gradually dra gradually just let us know that, hey, there's a shitload of people out here. So you got to understand we're coming um, besides besides that. And. To be honest, I'm black. My family background is Jamaican, Caribbean, and funeral never starts on time, to be honest. So they did great under an hour in comparison to other experiences I might have had. 
Um, the funeral itself, it was very, uh, you could just feel the positive energy and the emotion and the wisdom and the strength of the people. And um, not that I've ever, if I've dabbled that much in LA, but just understanding their culture more and just uh, like, I know a lot of people seen a lot of things over social media, but for example, um, some things on the positive side that I would love to highlight is like Louis, um, Minister Farrakhan speaking and the things that he said, and it was just so powerful as a whole. And to just see the nation of Islam even stand up and support their Atrian brother and just knowing my knowledge and background of those type of um, people and what they stand for and the peace and just him explaining the fact that Jesus was 33 when he died and the likes of Bob Marley and just having the message spread and it just speaks volumes. I don't see Mr. Minister Farrakhan rolling up to anyone's events. You know what I mean? So I'm happy that they kept the suckers out and the real OGs and the real people actually making changes in the community and on, and on a global level were like involved in this funeral. Um, it was very beautiful how it was, how it was projected. I love this, the shots that they would show to the audience and everyone for the most part was just standing majority of the time. The musical tributes for me, they were all so touching and amazing and fitting, I believe, to what I understand of Nitsi Hustle's legacy. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that Marsha Ambrosia's um, performance wasn't my favorite, but everyone else was amazing to me. But to be honest, she's never been one of my favorite um, live performers, but to each their own. Um, I love the band. I love the DJ. Oh my gosh, the pastor. He was like hitting things on the nail. And I find a lot of the issues that I notice um, a lot of times at funerals is like the pastor takes that as a time to like plug in their church and collect an extra bag for the church. And not to say he could pass, pass through the offering basket in the funeral, but I've seen some ridiculous shit. You know what I mean? So it was really, it was really amazing to just see that that pastor, he was in sync with the youth, the voice of the people, and at the same time being respectful to his religion and everyone else's in the building while holding down the set. You know, um, one of the highlights for me during when he was speaking was the fact that he recited part of Nipsey's message. And to me, I was saying to someone even when I first heard that Nipsey had passed away, I'm like, yo, honestly, I hope that they don't, like, I hope they don't get no pastor that's just trying to be like, oh, this and that and judging, you know, coming off with this judgy vibe. And I feel like this pastor did a very well-rounded job and did what he was supposed to do. And maybe I could see why the Hustle family was in tune with that. Um, I, I I have like uh not that I've seen Nipsey's mother before, but that video that she had placed on Instagram, um, I don't know about others, but when I when I heard her speaking and what she was saying, it, it made me feel so at peace and a stillness that I can't describe because I was feeling quite down about this Nipsey situation. And she just continued that same love light energy. Um, at the actual funeral service and just speaking of like her African religious church and things that she learned and just seeing how like they pay respect to the ancestors and wishing well of the spirits to guide Nipsey and Ashe and just it was just such like so much to learn and just so 
beautiful. And I could, like, see, you know, everybody loves their mom. But I could see, like, that love, oh, my gosh. And just the story she was sharing is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Barack Obama wrote a letter to, like, Lauren and Nipsey's family. And that was just beautiful. And it spoke to that level as well to say that, hey, not just alone are we with you in LA, are we with you at South Central, are we with you at Crenshaw, are we with you at the Marathon Store, but we're with you as America, as black people in America. And that, I hope that just continues and it becomes like something that just doesn't stop. Even though I know it's the world and I come across as a sucker because people will be like, oh, things are never going to change. But I really feel like Nipsey's death shook shit up and it's a pity that when he was here in life and living that that people didn't risk well they respect him but not to this degree but a lot of the common theme in the funeral as well was the fact that life after death and just the respect for that and the legacy living on and oh god sammy like i feel tears coming to my eyes right now talking about it just like as this big bro you're burying your little bro but just the respect that you could tell they had for each other and learning from each other and the support they have for each other and you know um with siblings it's not always like that so that was really that was a really great example to see and just the fact that like he was happy to know that the family, he would just talk about the times where, like, yo, they wanted a legal hustle, a legal hustle to, like, continue to do what they're doing, to get out of the front lines of whatever was going on as much as they could, you know? And they did that successfully. And not only since Nipsey's death, there's been so much progression in terms of, like, um, Congress and street names and basketball courts and just niggas that I don't really feel that were real. They're talking real loud on Instagram, but I'm actually seeing them do some real shit now. And... I really rate that and I hope that trend just continues over time. Um, the father was amazing to just a whole family, everyone that has something to say, oh Lauren, like I'm just praying God to cover her and give her strength because as she said, ten toes down and the marathon continues, you know what I mean? And to the sister, to everyone, I just I'm really, really praying for everyone. Um, the the children especially. But Overall, I just want everyone to recognize and be honest with themselves and know that, you know, it's not too late to fix up and to be a positive light wherever you're from and impact people on a global level. So RIP Nipsey, I thank you. We love you. And may your legacy live on forever. And another thing, sorry, just, you know, females too. Aspire like I'm not going to say, like, Nipsey was perfect and holier than thou, but, you know, in terms of just partnership, try to find someone or be with someone that helps you to level up. And I love the fact that they talked about how Nipsey was so into, like, audiobooks. And even YG was talking about, like, yo, every time you've seen that man, he just has some sort of a book to offer, something knowledgeable, you know. I uh, Sometimes pastors or people would say, have more to offer on your plate. You know, what else do you have to offer on your plate between besides lust, seduction, and everything that comes in between that, you know? So male, male and female, just find partners that help inspire you to level up and to be a better you, you know, but not in a controlling way. Um, and I just pray that us as black people just continue to elevate, the human race continues to just elevate and do better and 
I just hope to continue to see positive things, positive things. Don't waste no time with negativity. If Nixie's mom can stand up there and say to you the calmness she felt from knowing and over the overstanding she had of Nixie not being with here here on earth anymore, but his spirit surrounding us, the rest of the world, you have no excuse. That's her child. She birthed that person. If Lauren can stand up there and say that, as I said again, that's his lady. That's who he is laying his head down with. And like, you know what I mean? Then no excuses. We can do it. You can do it. You know? So I'll leave it on that. And RIP Nipsey again. We love you. And may the marathon continues. Um, I took some time as well to just catch up on some things that were released on Netflix. As of lately, uh, one of the <laughs> one of the things being Kevin Hart's new comedy spe- special, um, Irresponsible Tour, and I've heard a lot of like mixed reviews, but I'll say these things first before I get into the nitty gritty of it. I kind of seen it as like his four 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 of comedy specials because watching What Now and other um, Let Me Explain and other comedy specials by him, yes, I did find him to be a little bit, a little bit more more funny, but I feel like this was his, like, mature swag because, like, spoiler alert, how he incorporated, like, his children and his wife and just things that go on in real families' homes if they were, like, not too embarrassed to admit it. So I'll say that. Um, it was a little bit awkward for me talking about kids and sex, but as I said, that's some real family shit that happens. It's real life. So I could see maybe why he did that and maybe wasn't maybe a lot of the bold statements I would have expected him to make or it wasn't at that um at that level, for lack of better words. Um him now becoming some people felt like him now being a mainstream I don't even know if he's just a comedian anymore because he's more in the acting realm um, or a movie star now in comparison to him like being, you know, we know him from Soul Plane and coming up that way. And I, I do. OK, I'm on the fence. So on one side, it's like he did a great job. Great. It was passable. It was funny. Ha ha. Mainstream America loved it. On my other side, it's like, yo. What happens to that raw soul playing like Kevin Hart? Like, I understand you kind of feel like you have to be careful more because of that whole Oscar fiasco and people coming for you and stuff. But I feel like you got to say, say it with your chest. <laughs> like, you got to you gotta keep going for it and pushing those limits. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes that's the difference between maybe people that are on a payroll versus people that are independent because they know, you know, they're more able to control their own schedules and their own narratives versus, I guess, people now in Kevin Hart's situation. And I do also understand that there is a time in the career that things become, it's a pivotal moment where you kind of have to change certain things. But I don't know, we'll see. Like, I don't, a lot of people are trying to say, oh, Kevin Hart's done, whatever. That's ridiculous to me. I still feel like he has some ways to go. But let's just see how everything, uh, continues to be what else did I watch yes 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 I watched also the trap 
with um like at ti tiana taylor like so many people were in that film and i really enjoyed it um first thing that i enjoyed was the fact that in the what's the beginning the beginning credits i seen grand hustle baby you know what i mean so that means ti owns that shit so go stream that let's support our black people and get those streaming numbers up you know what i mean um Secondly, what I enjoy, oh, DC Youngfly, how could I forget to mention his name? He was like hilarious. Um, I love the concept of the, of the movie. It was very laughable, reminding me of a bit of Friday with like a modern day twist and a 2019 kind of twist. So I really enjoyed that. And I would recommend people, you know, you're feeling a little silly. You don't want to watch something too serious, but still enjoy it. It's a very great movie to watch. Um, obviously not saying it's on no Oscar level, but I don't think that was the goal, but it was a very entertaining and funny movie to me. And I like the perspective it gave. I won't, um, (laughs) I won't give any spoilers because I know probably a couple of people haven't watched it. One thing that I didn't notice, I don't know if it's a hiccup, uh, from Netflix or whatever, but I did notice when I was searching the movie, I found the trap, but it was showing that it was released in 2017, even though I know through social media that they said the movie just dropped. So just to let you guys know, especially my friends in Canada, because I'm not sure about the U.S. Netflix, but um, just be careful of that because it is still the same movie. But um, for whatever reason, it's showing released in 2017. Now to Queen B. I just, I just, I just like, I feel it in the air like 2019 is the year of like Beyonce and Rihanna and and J. Cole and Drake and everyone is spring everyone's getting ready to drop my real ninjas are getting ready to drop that Port of Miami Rick Ross getting ready to drop like I'm ready 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 these ninjas is roaches I'm ready I know I got a little bit hype but yes Queen B has officially relaunched Ivy Park with Adidas And I thought that was dope because people can say what they want, but apparently there was a little rumor flying around from a journalist called Nick DePaula. And this person made an appearance on ESPN's The Jump. And they said they heard a story saying that Beyonce decided to leave a meeting with Reebok due to lack of diversity. Um, For those of you that may not understand what that means, there wasn't enough black people in the room. Now, in a statement um, given to the Metro, um, a representative from BuzzFeed, not from BuzzFeed, sorry, from Reebok, actually denied that that was what happened. And they said the report, yeah, so basically they officially said the report that Beyonce walked out of a meeting with Reebok due to lack of diversity diversity is categorically false. Our Discussions with Beyonce and her team continued for several months after our initial meeting. We are disappointed that the false information is being reported as fact. Um, blah, blah, blah. So that was the statement. And I do, I do actually want to believe that that wasn't. But something, something is telling me that it's true. And I will only wait for Beyonce to tell me that, nah. I just left because Adidas had a bigger bag or whatever the case is. But I really feel like reading between the lines of certain situations that that is what happened. And I'm happy that she's, first of all, at a level where she can take that risk and let these people overstand and know that the black 
dollar counts. It counts. Where we spend our money counts. And I'm not going to sit here in a big boardroom that other people that I know have less access to or people that I know that are more than qualified to do the job, but they're not hired or they're not sitting in this room for whatever reasons because we know how that goes. You know what I mean? And that she had to leave. Like, you guys, these big corporations need to understand that we need more minorities and diversity in these big exec rooms. Point blank, period. Okay? Even myself, I won't dig too deep, but even to myself in terms of, like, just job searching and having to make certain reorganization to my name just to be called in for an interview. You know what I mean? Because even though they say racial profiling is illegal in terms of like a job and blah, 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 they do it. They still do it. And you know, you get into the room and you have to be like times a thousand of whatever these people have to offer because you want to get a job that sometimes like the pay isn't even that like great, but you're stuck in that. So I'm happy that people like Beyonce and I'm sure there's lots of other black people out there like Issa Rae, um, Lena Wave and let um uh, lots of, like I'm sorry for a lack of names right now, but they know there's lots of black people out there fighting in these high exact rooms that they have finally gotten into to let these people understand that we need diversity. These hiccups with all these brands would not be happening if we had that diversity. And it's straight disrespectful and I guess it's either or black people don't want to stop shopping there, so we need the diversity. And things to just continue to balance out. Um, but Beyonce did in, did say in an official state, statement on her website in relation to siding with Adidas, she said they shared a vision on inclusion. So as I said, I'm not saying they said what they said what they said, but I'm saying... Reading between the lines, it sounds a lot like there was a lack of diversity. You guys just don't want to take your L because, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, well, Reebok's already not like a tang tang like that. But <laughs> you don't want your numbers dropping even more. Um, as I said, I'm feeling like it's 2019 year of the B. OK, because not only is Beyonce relaunching Ivy Park. She's also well, at first there was like little signs and subliminals and you've seen the homecoming netflix people like that looks like beyonce yellow i guess she has her own shade of yellow now but it is official homecoming um i don't know if you guys remember the iconic performance that beyonce had at coachella her big return and she is now going to share with us and the world how blue ivy and herself choreographed and put everybody together and in line mainly blue ivy <laughs> for that huge epic performance and it will be officially available on netflix april 17th um i'm not sure who doesn't have netflix but you need to get yourself sawtoke by april 17th um i'm really excited i always love seeing these types of document um documentations of beyonce because I remember back in the day, she used to do a bit more interviews and talk more, and we would get a little bit more insight into her personality, and she's definitely dwindled off from that, so now when you do get a moment that she decides to share with the world, like, very appreciative, I am part of the beehive, heavy, don't know, so 
I'm very excited to see all how it all came together. And I, one of the best clips was when Blue Ivy was at the front of the choreography, just showing these ladies how it's done. So you know, Sir and <laughs> Rumi and Sir, don't know you got a leader ready to take over the game. Um, Beyonce and Jig is your dad, like amazing. So very excited to hear that. Uh, what else is happening? We definitely, as I said, don't waste no time with negativity. Continue to keep the Nipsey family, the Nipsey Hustle family in your prayers. Um, I know that this weekend Coachella's coming up, so I know there's bound to be a lot going on and that and that. Um, it was really dope to see Drake out in London, you know, still giving support to the funeral and also seeing him share the stage with J. Cole. J. Cole, of course, ripped that stage apart out in London. It was really dope. Middle Child is a banger and I'm excited. I hope they have a trap coming or something like I'm really amped to see what 2019 musically has in store because a lot of my favorite artists that give out great bodies of work have promised to be dropping. Um, there were some negative things I will say about that happened, I guess, after Nipsey's funeral, but I just don't want to shed light on that. So don't feel like I don't know. I just, for lack of respect to the family and the fact that I feel like the media sometimes, they're begging and itching for a way to attach it, to attach some sort of murder or something to the name of his funeral. And that's not the case. It was a very peaceful, loving, unified event. So let's keep it that way. Um, and yes, if you guys just continue, thank you so much for your support. And just continue to please support me by streaming the podcast. Share with your family and friends. You know, if you don't agree with something I said or you want to discuss further or maybe something I was talking about, never feel hesitant to just holler at me. I'll always respond. I'll always keep it respectful as long as you keep it respectful. Um, we do have the shop downtown store. That's shop downtown.bigcartel.com. Once again, that's shop dwntwn.bigcartel.com. And you can support the podcast by um, copying new merch. And, you know, each each shirt does have a different meaning. So, I do want you guys to overstand and choose accordingly, but yes, keep supporting, um, love and light to you all, let's just remain to stay positive and keep that fire and what we, whatever you felt from that Nipsey situation, just take that, continue to turn it into positivity and just be great, be great at what you do, um, be great at what you say, be great at how you interact with others, it's just always a necessary very necessary thing to do. Um, Yeah, and have a great week. Talk to you soon.